If you're hearing us on an Android device and you're sick and tired of your podcast app, you don't have to concoct a large scale scheme to get rid of it. Rather, try a new one like the Podcast Republic app. It's available on the Google Play Store and there are thousands of good reviews to tell you how wonderful it is. So you don't have to take my word for it. That's the Podcast Republic app found on the Google Play Store. Check it out. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Lano, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who I certainly would pay $10,000 for, but would have some questions at the fifty dollars and $500,000 mark, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. Yeah, I mean, only in so much that I don't, like $10,000 is like all of my money. So, like, that's my only holdup, is that, like, I'm not wealthy like that. <laughs> yes. It has a relevant anniversary that we decided to keep the Danny DeVito rolling along. So. Also, Bette Midler, Pride. Yeah, of course. That's the, right. That's right. The things are there. Yeah. Uh, this is 1986's Ruthless People, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your two-episode arc movie. Someone's gotta put out your two-episode arc movie. When the mega powers explode! I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott! Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 yeah. Mega powers, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. So. The only quibble I have with this, because I really do, I think this is a, like one of the better, holds up really well comedies from that era. There's like nothing in there to be upset about. I think about. it's just long. It It's funny you say that. I thought it was pretty breezy. It's like 94 minutes. I was like, you can maybe cut a little bit. The only suggestion I was going to have is we start with Danny DeVito. He's at a table. Well, okay. We start with an animated credit sequence that is straight out of 90s Nickelodeon. Very true. And definitely we haven't seen fun 80 because I, when I think of the 80s, I think of crazy opening credits. Mm-hmm. And I think this show has taught me that like that's not as common as yes. our brain tells us it is. I think it's because a lot of the stuff we were watching was kids movies. I think it's more prevalent in kids movies, although Christmas Vacation is not a kids movie, but that's like kind of a family comedy. You know, I, I feel like that's where it pops up more than it more often anyway. It's fair. But this is uh, an animator named Sally, uh, I think it's Croik Shanks, and she did the opening titles for Mannequin and a bunch of other stuff. But I was convinced, I was like, oh, she must have done some Nickelodeon things, because the, the stuff just looks so much that vibe to me. But it, uh, apparently in the very early days of the network, some of her short films were aired as sort of interstitials and fillers, but okay. she never really worked for them or anything. But it clearly- It definitely has a, a like a like a kablam- vibe mm-hmm, 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 definitely the like the weirdo the nickel the weirdo nickelodeon stuff yes yes for sure the the, the strange a lot of canadian content purchased for cheap yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of that so anyway devito is sitting at a table and he's talking to this woman about how he did you think it looked like a green screen in profile um I think I know what you're talking about, but it's mostly uh, probably a, just a weird lighting thing would be my guess. Maybe. It's just for some reason, every time they went into profile, it looked like a green screen. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah, I, I 
it seems unlikely to me that that would be true in 1986. So that I'm yeah. just going with my gut here, but I do know what you're talking about. Sometimes you get sort of a a halo-y outline effect on actors with certain lighting and it makes it look unreal in a way. But I think yeah. I think it's I think they were actually in this restaurant or, or whatever. But he's telling this really great story, getting all worked up about he worked at this company and the owner was about to die. So he very quickly married the daughter, thinking like he'd kick the bucket and he'd get all this money. But instead, they took him off the the whatever machines he was hooked up to and he lived. He just kept living for years and years and years. So now he was stuck in this like miserable marriage. The only thing I will say is like show don't tell is like very common movie stuff. I think DeVito does this monologue really well. It's an excellent performance. He's also doing kind of a voice. He's leaning into the gravel a bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I kind of would have liked to see this as a montage. I, I definitely agree. Um, so when I said two episode arc movie, it's, it's because a great, it's a great descriptor. <laughs> Very good. It's because it all feels like classic sitcom misunderstandings and like, yep. no one actually says what there is like the full truth. They all just like, Oh, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. what you're talking about. Exactly. And so because it had that sitcom feel to it, it started to drag and the bit started to feel a little old because I was like, I get it. You don't, I, I get it. The police chief, you know, they've yes, done the yes. wrong bit. Like, I get it. Like, stop, yeah, yeah, stop making yeah. the same joke. So I think if that had been in the beginning to like, you know, make it a little different and like show more stuff happening, I would have really enjoyed that because yeah. I love the third act of this movie. And I'm like, I, it, <laughs> it feels weird to be like this 90 minute movie could be shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, with you. our they're, movies they're, aren't a thing. Yeah, yeah. They do repeat a couple of gags. I, I think some of it is the things that are happening in this are the things that would happen in the term that I, I'm always not sure if I made up, but, like, a French door farce, right? No, that's like a thing. A French yeah. door farce. Right. But that's that's sort of what we're doing here is that, but it's a little more grounded. And so it's kind of an odd juxtaposition of very silly misunderstanding it's more it's like a verbal farce more than a physical farce yeah exactly but we've got this like notion of misunderstanding happening repeatedly that doesn't necessarily lead to absurd reactions and such like like the 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 bit with the cop leads to some stuff that is absurd in like a upsetting way as opposed to a funny way and that's yeah. that's the part where i you know i'm, I'm a little intrigued but we'll, we'll get there in due time like how um what was the kathleen turner we did not romancing uh, the stone no it was war of the roses war of the roses it all felt like what's the what is the phrase when it's like high realism or like hyper real absurd i don't know where you're going uh, there's a phrase for like it is our it is reality, heightened but it reality? is yeah, it is a heightened version of reality. Okay. In that movie, and so yeah. like Kathleen Turner doing a gymnast hit hit kip up into the the chandelier, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, that feels right for that movie, and I feel like this movie needed more of that. I I, I would I would agree with you. I I would have enjoyed that because there are a few of those moments, but they're not quite there. This is more like black comedy than the sort of absurdist comedy that it touches. Yeah. And that's that's it sort of like straddles those two. And so I think a lot of the dialogue is very funny in the same way that I really like Dr. Strangelove. Like the dialogue is funny and, and clever and there's a lot of that stuff going on here. 
Doctor Strangelove is absurd, and <laughs> you know you got. That's you the gotta, one with the the, uh, the the he rides the bomb at the end. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's I think the the split is like it's sort of in that it's not quite as absurd as that, but it is the sort of the same sort of black comedy stuff. So I I, I see what you mean. I do think, like, again, I said this was great, but his performance in this is really just sort of peak DeVito stuff. He's like, I hate the way she licks stamps. Like, you can feel I thought we were going to cut to her licking a stamp. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because I wanted to see it be particularly obnoxious. I wanted her doing, like, an ice cream cone type lick on a stamp or making a stupid noise. Or, like, I wanted to see what he's talking about. Yeah, I was picturing the cereal mom, like, close-ups of them eating gr- fried chicken and it's just like yes. gross sounds and like yeah, grossness yeah. so he explains his whole plan is to uh knock his wife out and throw her over a cliff and kill her to get her money it's a little too I don't, like that's plan just seems like how did she get to the cliff like right there's too many questions look at death becomes her is a like very either... succinct plan <laughs> go well, with it's that not like it's not, it's not like she is a uh hiker and david like it's not like they're a yeah. fitness couple you know where it's like oh no. she slipped while we were hiking it's like well what the hell are you two doing up there and why is she wearing heels <laughs> exactly this seems much more likely to be a situation where it's like he chloroformed her or he like put a bunch of pills in her sleeping pills in her wine that she didn't know about and then he like made it look like she committed suicide in the bathtub it seems like a much yes. more open and shut situation if you're trying to kill bet midler in this movie yeah or the death becomes her fake drunk driving plan. Right, right. So I love this though. He comes home and he's he's got chloroform. He's like a cartoon bottle of chloroform. Let's yes, specify. Yes, right, which fits in with this house he walks into, which is sort of like a meow wolf Omega Mart neon nightmare. I love and hate it with this yes. at the same level at the same time. Do you remember there's that show where I forget what it was called, but the neighbors would swap and then remodel a room in the other person's house. It was yes. Uh, Hot minute. It was on TV and it was like, kind it of was a bit was, trading spaces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And often it was, you know, two normal boring couples who like made the wall blue instead of gray. And it was like mild. But every once in a while, they painted got, an accent wall and it got spicy. <laughs> Yeah, but every once in a while you got a buck wild couple who are like, ah, oh, we're gonna put grass on the wall. Like we're gonna we're gonna put sod on the walls. <laughs> this feels like if Nickelodeon was doing a room swap with you, circa nineteen ninety one, which is like, or it feels like a Nickelodeon resort, like hotel. Yes, yeah, exactly. Which is but not he, what the Nick Hotel actually looked like or felt like. No, no, the Nick Hotel was very kind of boring, except for accents. It was a Marriott with a paint shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. this is like what I picture in of like, like I'm I can hear the announcer's voice on like Legends of the Hidden Temple or uh, or figure it out, being like, you'd win a four night stay at the Nickelodeon Resort with your family. Yeah, and you you see they cut through and like the the stools are weird shapes and they're all different colors. There's lots of gla- it's like the aesthetic I don't super care for of of you know brutal angles and glass modernism. Yeah, uh, you know that kind but, of apartment. But with it's an more, insane person at the helm. But it's more playful than that. Like yes, it doesn't feel cold and sterile like the um exactly. Julia Louis Dreyfus's apartment uh, house in Christmas Vacation. Right. It's got this like whimsy to it that you don't often see with this aesthetic. So that it's, it's very like, odd. 
the the jagged neon and and the bold color stripes and the waterfall where a fireplace should be like it's yeah, cool yeah. but also yeah, I, I hate it yeah yeah and that said it does kind of work like i don't oh, it hate works. it you know it's i don't want to live there but i'm not like repulsed by it i would i would do like an airbnb overnight at here yes i also really like the spiral staircase that looks like a slide and there's a moment you know, Danny DeVito is looking all over the house. He's calling out for Bette Midler and he's walking down the stairs. And at first glance, my brain was like, is he riding a slide? Like, what's happening? I wish. Danny DeVito on a slide. I'd like to see <laughs> Danny DeVito enjoy a slide. He seems like it'd be fun. <sighs> so we get a ransom call. It's very clearly Judge Reinhold on the phone. So I'm I'm happy. I like seeing Judge Reinhold. I mean, I knew he was in this, but it's like, yeah. okay. he's got a big part. So he threatens to kill his wife and. DeVito's look is such pure joy. He's so happy that someone has taken this problem off his hands. It's amazing. It's again, again, it feels like Mr. Wormwood. It's the same realm as the War of the Roses character. Yes. You know, uh, somewhere in between the War of the Roses and Mr. Wormwood is him and yeah. his, his ruthless people, Danny DeVito. For sure, for sure. And you can see, like, you know, he did this movie first, so you can see this influencing that and, like, oh, I'll take a little bit of that character. I, I really like the he like hangs the phone up. He's dancing. We cut to Judge Reinhold and his accomplice carrying not Linda Hamilton, stairs. not Linda Hamilton. Uh, and they drop her down the stairs like <laughs> that was like a bag of potatoes. Unexpected. And I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is the kind of movie we're going to be in for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I kept like every time she's on the screen, the first for the first millisecond, my brain was like Linda Hamilton. <laughs> I like this actress. I don't think I've seen anything else she's in. She had a, a she has a good. She number was of credits. in. You have because she was Becky Gelke in the episode of Seinfeld where oh, Elaine hits her right. car that's and right. she wants to date Jerry. Yep. Okay, I do remember that, and I think she might have been in another movie we covered. But as we said before, once we've covered it, it just immediately flies out of my brain. <laughs> Poof. I, we are both like high school, ex- like a high school math lesson. <laughs> I learned it. I tested and then I lost it. I was literally about to say we're both products of the American education system. <laughs> and we teach, we learned for the test and that is it. Yeah. Once it's done, it's done. Unless it is completely useless ephemera, in which case I will hold on to it for the rest of my life. States and capitals, never heard of them. The location of every photo on a Disney World ride that takes a photo and which rides take photos? Locked and loaded, baby. Specific historical information about wrestlers. Yep, got that in a in a very well organized file. <laughs> so they they put these duck masks on, which I thought were Howard the Duck masks. For I did too. Excited, but they're sort of just I think generic. Like I, my guess is they were Donald Duck masks that they messed with somehow. Or Huey, or because she calls Huey, Dewey, and Louie, so they could have been. She does, yeah. They could have been them. them. So she, she, they take the hood off, and Bette Midler goes full on just lunatic woman in the checkout line, our customer service area of a store that you you are calmly waiting to return your item, and they are <laughs> just having a day at someone else's expense. Yeah, you're like, do I do I say something? Yeah. Like, do I want to be that person? Right. Do I need to get involved here? I don't really want to, but it does seem like this is escalating. And she's yeah, my favorite line of this being, we're going to give you chainsaw enemas. That was the best. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. There's a couple this, of really great lines in this movie that I wrote them down. The ones yeah. that I liked, but it's funny because 
so much of this performance is very Winifred Sanderson. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, that's not even like, it's not the case in all of Bette's movies. Like, that's not always what she goes. She always goes big and like campy, but it's never, it's not always the like Winifred Sanderson line. Right, right. So I enjoyed seeing that. Yeah, I, I agree. Winifred Sanderson is funnier than this one, I think. Like, it's just, it, that's the difference there is like, this person seems... Which is ironic because this this one has more like quippy one-liners yeah, than yeah. Winifred does. Yeah, yeah. So this culminates with her saying, he's going to explode when he finds out and a great edit on the word to the... That was a perfect explosion. Cork. That was a perfect yeah. edit for that. So Danny's drinking... Uh, champagne and then we get the reason why we're here which does not get expounded upon nearly enough in this movie it, it comes up again later but it's I pretty th- i think i also would have liked more of that in this movie yeah because the the thing is they allege devito stole the idea for spandex miniskirts as women's i guess it's sort of a precursor to what we have now which is uh athleisure yeah it? it like seemed like it, or like it could be like a, a tennis skirt a yeah. stretchy tennis skirt but like nice enough looking that you could wear it to dinner as well. It seems to be the gig. Yeah. I think that also didn't get touched on enough of like what exactly because they keep like hand wavy referencing like, oh, he's the spandex miniskirt king. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe if we were, you know, watching this movie in 1986, we would have like know exactly who this like, oh, he's totally a blank type. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, all the spandex moguls that we were aware of here in 1986. I The the thing of it is, though, is there's two ways that these things go. The you stole my idea thing. One is parallel thinking, which happens all the time. Like, sorry to say, most of the time your great idea has also been had by somebody else. And that's not a knock on you. It's just the way the human brains work. Like, human like gremlins work. and critters. Yeah, exactly. That there's just parallel development. The other is like he legitimately stole this from her, which I think is much more interesting than oh, yeah. than their lunatics. But it's never clear that he really did steal it from them. It's just sort of there. Yeah, because well, they never like confront him directly as themselves. Right. Like there's no facial recognition. Uh, like there's not a moment of that, right. which I think would have helped. Yeah, I, I totally agree. What, uh, you know, flashback to the meeting where she pitched it to him and he laughed her out of the room and then stole the idea. Mm-hmm. Because also they say like, Bette Midler was his partner. And then an hour later into the movie when this finally gets brought up again, she's like, oh, God, no, I was not his partner. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. And, and I was so like, I, th- I thought that was Bette Midler trying to like get out of this but no it seems like she legitimately does not feel that way it's not true it's like oh okay i I guess i don't know where we're going yeah i think that because the the whole revelation at the that comes right before the revelation of like hey danny devito isn't doesn't want to pay your ransom yeah and like that moment i wanted to happen much earlier so that Mm -hmm. we could have more of because once the three of them are on the same page and on the same team I'm in. I'm I'm locked. I'm clicked in. Totally I pulled agree. my harness down. And I'm waiting for the that roller coaster to launch because yeah. it, it's fun. Yeah, it is. And I want more. I wanted more of that. I, I totally agree. I think the three of them are really fun. I also would have liked to see more uh, interaction between Bill Pullman and Judge Reinhold, which I realize is completely impractical. Like the one scene we get is the only way is, that they yeah. line up. But that really tickled my like these two characters interacting more would have been great for me i just really enjoyed both of them particularly we'll get that they kind of roll off into each other here but so we get 
several times with Judge Reinhold is like he's sort of got a good heart, but he's angry at the world and you know trying to get a leg up and he's going on and on about how everybody's a bastard and so if they're all gonna be bastards why should we be good people and he's going on about how they have to be ruthless and he's gently herding a spider onto a magazine and opening the door and letting (laughs) it outside and then you know culminates that and like so we got to be ruthless people and we see we're still outside we see the door shut and then the door whips back open he looks for the spider and stamps steps on it and then looks just a glimmer of upset at himself just uh-huh. just a real little i like this character it's it's a very fun to watch character yeah i feel like he i feel like this is the perfect place for him to be which is like a little bit goofy genuinely has a lot to heart do of gold the movie heart of gold for sure but also like a little bit smart enough to be getting himself into tough situations and or out of tough situations as, as the need yeah. to require. And it's like, I, I don't know. I just, I think this is a good spot for him. I really honestly like am waiting. He's for, pretty versatile. As I think back of like the judge Reinhold performances that I know, it's I, like, I, I like him a lot. I honestly, I'm really hoping for a Tarantino esque late career movie role for him, unless he doesn't want it. And like, which case more power to him. Yeah. But I, I, I would like to see him get the, like throw him in this next knives out movie. Like, let's Oh my God. You know, that I mean? would be let so great. Box. Yeah. It seems like a perfect place for him to be like good dialogue. He's throw him in an actor. ensemble. Yeah. I don't need, I don't want the judge Reinhold experience. I would just like some judge Reinhold fries in the box. You yeah. Know? Yes. Very that. And I, I think that would be like a perfect spot for him or, you know, like I said, if Tarantino's got a spot for him, more power to it, but I'd like to see him do, you know, a little bit or, or something like, uh, a, like I, I want to see him do like a great little role in something by somebody really talented. Like not that he doesn't do other great things, but Timothy Dalton in, Hot Fuzz is one of these performances where it's like, okay, you fa- you could, you, the director was like, I think you can do this thing perfectly. I'm going to give you this thing. That's maybe a little bit different than what people expect from you. And you're going to crush it. And people are going to be like, oh, he's like super good. And I forgot. That's what I, want. I forgot that that was, so I felt refilled. Lo- I fell in love with him watching Penny Dreadful. And now he's the dad figure, mm-hmm. the same kind of character in, um, what's the DC show? Legend, it's... legends of, no. No. Doom Patrol. Yeah, that's it. And so I was like, oh, yeah. And you were like, oh, he's the James Bond guy from Hot Fuzz. And I was like, he's the what from what? <laughs> yes, exactly. He was, he was a former James Bond. It's like, I don't know. After a James Bond, you're a made man. And so it's it's weird that you're like begging for people to put him in a movie. But you're like, put the guy in a movie. He's so good. Yeah. So we cut to Bill Pullman with just Hall of Another Dustbuster. Yes. Yes. Or I guess... <laughs> Before the before the Casper dustbuster, so that's right. This is his first run in with a dustbuster. I don't want to know what they're doing with it, but it seems like they're both enjoying it very much. Well, it's like the joke they were making on um on Big Mouth, how uh, they were using a hair dryer through a window. Right, right, yeah. I like you said, I don't really want to know what's happening, but everybody seems to be having a good time, and the more power to them. He was getting the ghosts out. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. He, he was clearing out Casper and Fatso and I, Stretch skinny, and skinny Stinky. Pete. Oh, okay. Stretch, stinky Pete. No, no, I said Skinny Pete. I, I know, but was, I think your brain was your brain was conflating Stinky Pete and being like, that's been. not. It could have been. Uh, anyway, he has some of the worst hair I've ever seen in a movie. It, he's definitely supposed to be playing like a surfer bro dude idiot, but he doesn't do very anything. himbo. 
Right, but he, he great himbo performance. But the hair is making me think we're going for like a Spicoli burned out. Like, hey man, you want to go surfing? And he does no surfer boy nonsense. So I don't really know what's happening with the hair. But great himbo performance from Bill Pullman. That's fair. The hair, the blonde with the root, the rooted blonde is. It's very con- it's very contemporary. Right now, yeah. it's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Bill Pullman would have no problem getting a date. I don't oh, know about God, current no. day Bill Pullman either, but I'm just saying, like, I assume he's famous enough that that's not an issue for him, but I'm just <laughs> a person who looked like this. And this is where we find out that, because Bill Pullman, did we say it was, he was sleeping with DeVito's mistress? Right, right. Who is double-crossing Danny DeVito. Yes. She's one like, of, oh. One I'll- of several double-crosses happening. I liked it, but again, I was like, I feel like the movie could have had, like, one more, like, I just needed, like, more in it to feel meteor yeah yeah the idea is okay i know where he's gonna kill his wife you go hide out with the video camera you tape the whole thing and then we'll use to blackmail him that's how we're gonna get our money okay good plan seems pretty good we cut to the cops investigating and (laughs) they're walking around downstairs like where's the husband oh he's upstairs he's he's really taking it hard and we cut to Danny devito dancing in front of a mirror it's so good he's basically matilda in the living room yeah exactly exactly (laughs) Uh, and then he puts vapor rub in his eyeballs, and I was like, yes. "I've seen people like rub it under their eye or like hold it to their eye. I've never once in anything seen yeah. someone like goop it out on a finger and put it in their eye." He seems to be trying to make his eye all red and irritated. So I, I oh mean, fair, I, I think that's what he's because he then puts visine in to get the tears going. So it's like. Hmm. I guess he really wants to make his eyes miserable, but yeah, I'm with you. That sounds very bad. And he has, for a guy who didn't do anything to his wife, he is too many quick answers. Yes, yes, very much. I was like, you actually had nothing to do with this, right, Danny. He, like, <laughs> The problem is he just can't conceal his glee that she's out of his life. And he, it's like, he. this is the perfect situation. He hates her, he wants her dead, and someone's going to kill her. And now he's fine. He can just let yeah. it happen. Because it, it feels like the performance of, he did his plan. Yes. And they're questioning him. Yes, exactly. Because they're, like, exactly. they're like, oh, there's a spot on the rug. And he's like, oh, it's the dog pee. And they're like, no, it's not. And he's like, oh, you know what it was? I remember it, w- it was champagne. I opened champagne because I got home. And then I, I was looking for my wife. And I was like, calm down. Yeah. Breathe. Like, <laughs> you you aren't involved in this. Just say, I don't know why the carpet is wet. Like, you truly aren't involved. Right. <laughs> it's reasonable that you're like, I don't know what that is. What is it? That The better thing you could have done is, what, what you got there, officer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we cut to Bill Pullman, who records what he thinks is a murder. And look, I don't want to be mean to Danny DeVito. I think we've very much established this podcast is a Danny DeVito appreciation. This is a this is a stand cast. Yes. If you gave someone a description of Danny DeVito based on his height, weight, characteristics, that person would see him and go, oh, that's the guy you were talking about. Yes, he is like he's a, a very distinct human. <laughs> yes, like, of all the humans that have existed, he is among the most easily described as someone who has never seen them before and then would be able to, to be like, ah, yes. Like, there mm-hmm. are many people in that category, but he is one of them. It's like, slam dunk, no problem. You're like, ah, yes, this is the person I am seeking. I know exactly the description that I've been given of this person is exactly what they look like. So maybe they he, go big, big himbo energy. Maybe yeah, that's I mean, clouding. 
Yeah, I Pullman's character is clearly dumb as a bag of hammers, so it's 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 clearly fine. But he's recording this happening. He's so dumb he doesn't know this is sex and not murder, so he's clearly a dingus. Yeah. But he records a tryst with a prostitute. It wasn't even like like choking sex. It was like there right. was it was just loud. And I was like, Yeah. There could have been a like, hey, because it it seemed paid escorty. It seemed sex workery. Yeah. It didn't seem like a like a relationship, like oh, it's a side relationship. An no, it was definitely an escort. So like it could have been she, like he, how much is it? You're, she says you're paying for it. I'll do whatever you want. I think or something along those. Some, lines. Yeah, yeah. So like there could have been a line of like, hey, how much to choke you? Because then like visually it might seem more like a murder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I really like see, he records it. He's horrified. He's covering his ears. And we get back to his partner's house and he's got the tape and he's describing it. He's like, he kept starting and stopping. He'd like wait for her to recover and catch her breath. And then go it right felt like sitcom it. writing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like very, I was like, I can hear the laugh track. Yeah, I mean, I, you could hear it because I was legitimately laughing. So you were just hearing my actual laughter. It was a good line. It was oh, it was funny. I, I enjoyed it. It was funny. But I was like, this all feels so sitcom-y. Yeah. And then it ends with, he looked like he wanted to light a cigarette afterwards. And you can just hear the studio <laughs> audience. Say, and the one bad laugh guy in the, who's always in like, rah, rah. Yes. So she Danny starts to watch to it. House. Oh, that's right. That's right. And turns it off. She's like, oh, I can't watch this. And I was like, you, sh- but you should yes. to verify. Like, right. Just get to the point before the murder happens and stop. Even throw it in fast forwards. You don't have to like hear, like you yeah. can get the gist that way. That's why they make mute buttons. Yeah, exactly. But Danny DeVito shows up with champagne, I think. Because he <laughs> went in doubt. I re- like, yeah, he probably had champagne. He had champagne a lot in this movie. He's also singing zippity doo as he enters the house. <laughs> Well, like, again, he doesn't say, I he, I don't think I hear him say, my wife got kidnapped, so right, I didn't doesn't. have to do it. Like, yeah. that was a very clear excitement. Oh, I'm excited because I didn't have to do it. Right. I'm was, scot free. Yeah, he, that's the thing. He should be like, I'm, it's a perfect plan. Someone did it for me. I'm out. I had nothing to do with it. You know, he, he won. He wins. So he leaves. He's he's like, I was hoping we could do a little, and he's like thrusting in the air. It's such a good scuzzball performance. It's so funny. He's Honestly, good at the scuzzball. Watching you here is like, and I'm sorry I make everything about wrestling, but there's a there's a sort of thing with wrestling. Watching it as an adult, where it's like a person who is playing a really good heel bad guy character. I most of the time am booing them as an appreciation for their. High their performance. performance of the art form. It's like, I know that this is the reaction I'm supposed to be doing. I really think you're doing a great job. And so the way that I am telling you that is to do the opposite thing, which is to boo. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Occasionally, there's a person who like really gets your goat and you really want to boo them. But this Dan DeVito performance really reminds me of that. It's like, he's really a great slime ball. But there's a lot of actors who play slime balls really well that I don't think are like that I don't want to be around. And so yeah. I'm like... I think you're good at playing a scuzzball because you're actually a scuzzball. I'm not going to name names, but there are people for whom I have that person. At opinion. them. <laughs> no. Hashtag I'm just, allegedly. I'm just saying my personal beliefs here. I've known no, there. Sometimes there's proof and you're like, oh, yeah, that person's a scuzzball. Yeah. No wonder they're good at it. But Dana Vito, by all accounts, seems like a very nice person, like a good dude. But he's really good at this. And so, he is. It's like, um, even though, like, we don't 
even though J.K. Rowling is garbage monster, uh, I had her Emma Staunton. Is that the actress's name? The she played um, Umbridge. Oh yeah, I think that's her name. I I'm not 100 percent sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. Her performance as Umbridge is like perfect. You right, just right. want to. I was like, someone's gonna punch her in the face, right? Yeah, exactly. In this in this Harry Potter movie, someone punches someone, right? <laughs> yes, clearly. There's a well, there's occasionally punching in Harry Potter. It's rare, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, but like she seems like a great person. Yeah, yeah. He is just Imelda Staunton. That's her name. I I just I just there's nothing better than watching Dave DeVito be a scuzzy bastard. Mm-hmm. So we cut to bet. She's watching wrestling. Speaking of, now it's relevant that I made that wrestling point earlier. Yeah. Vince McMahon was the narrator. That's, whoa. You I said re- it. I read the IMDb trivia. Oh, read it. Okay, okay. I, I like, going just... to ask if it was like a real thing, but as soon as I saw an IMDb that Vince McMahon was the narrator, I was like, oh, then, yeah. I was like, did you recognize his voice from the impressions of him? Because that I, would be amazing. I, th- I wasn't paying enough attention to that yeah, moment. Yeah. I think if I was, I probably could have. He wasn't as growly as an announcer. He didn't do the like stuff. Was it like early in his career, so he didn't wasn't doing that yet, or? Yeah, so he he was the owner of the company, but not. I don't think that was as publicly known, and so he was the announcer, or maybe I don't know the time period. I guess maybe he might not have been the owner of the company yet, but he was he was an on screen announcer for many years. So this moment I really like because it feels like it shows how slapdash and not. And not criminal, these criminals are. Yeah, for sure. Because Bet realizes that they chained her to the bed, but just through the bottom of the foot of the bed. So, right. The, like, the, not the, like, the, the post. The, they the, lifted the f- up the bed, put the chain over it, and put it back down, basically. Yes. I was like, the foot of the bed's the same thing. Um, so she literally is just like, oh. And so she just lifts the bed and pulls the chain. And she's like, I'm free. And I was like, yeah. I want more of that, like, you people are bad at kidnapping. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, we will see a lot of that as this goes forward. But th- this scene in particular, I think, illustrates that really well because uh, Judge Reinhold and his kidnap partner, they're like kind of arguing about what to do of like, oh, you know, uh, what are we going to do? He's not going to pay us, blah, blah, blah. And then Bet comes like sneaking up the stairs and they're like, oh my God, she escaped. And it comes to this big kitchen fight, which my favorite she part. beans him with that coffee mug. She throws it so hard. <laughs> and like, I'm sure prop. it's a rubber. Yeah, yeah. But, but still. so hard. It just clocks him right in the face. If you threw the cup at a glass window at the same speed that it got thrown at judge Reinhold, it would break the window or at least crack it crack it it's cracking at the very minimum you would have that reaction where it's like funk and you're like oh it's fine and then you would look and you say oh no the corner is cracked yeah that when you drop your iphone and you're like <gasps> <laughs> yeah exactly that he gets clocked so hard and he sells it gangbusters too you know he's he's freaking out and he's so dumb that the chloroform he put in his hand to get her he then tends to his own nose with immediately oh, realizes it I missed that bit Oh so he had been chloroforming a rat Oh well, I I knew I knew that but like yes. I didn't I I missed the like bit of him like realizing he was oh no he starts dabbing at his nose with it, and then immediately he's like, oh no, that's the chloroform rag, and you see his eyes start to go loopy. It's really good bit of physical comedy. So, can you just buy chloroform? Is that a I thing? Doubt it. I doubt it. It seems like in this movie it's very easy to purchase, but it, I would hope that you that it's not a thing you can purchase. I mean, yeah, I'm like, sure it, you can buy anything, it's the dark web and blah, blah, blah. But, but like at the very least, I imagine you have to like get it behind the pharmacy. 
Yeah, I don't think you can just like go walk down to the Walmart, etc. I can't. I don't think you can order chloroform on Amazon. Yeah, probably not. I also really like just before that happens, Bet is trying to dial for help on the rotary phone, and so she. It's like, how's she going to do this? She doesn't time for nine one. Oh, she just dialed the operator. Okay, well, back in the day. Smart. Yeah, you, it's smart enough to like get through, and then <laughs> the operator clearly asks where she is, and she's like, "I don't know. I was kidnapped." How should I know? What happens Great if you stuff. dial zero today? You go to the operator. There's not like a person or is it a robot? Oh, I don't know what happens on a cell phone. If you dial zero on a home phone, it definitely still goes to an operator. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know that it's as monitored as it was. It might be like a robot operator, but it is still That's a what, functional yeah. thing that happens is what I should say. So we cut to bet, a bet montage in the uh, in the basement. At one point, she's smoking a pink cigarette. Yeah, yeah. I was very curious about what that was. I was like, well, where did you get it? Did you just have it on you? Because you don't yeah. smoke them ever again. Right. I, the other thing I want, it's like, I don't know how much time she's supposed to be in this basement. My assumption is this movie takes place I don't know over how, the course of less than a week, right? Is it? If, if she lost 20 pounds in a week. I, that's, that's what I'm getting at, yes. <laughs> then she has a tapeworm like it's <laughs> yeah no for sure but it just it doesn't or a thyroid like, issue like it doesn't seem like that much time has elapsed i thought it was like i guess yeah my brain was like oh it's been a couple months but like they wouldn't still be investigating this way a few months out like this would right. happen quickly right right because they're like in this situation you're describing, oh, my wife's been kidnapped. The, the kidnappers are trying to get me to, you know, do the, you know, to pay a ransom. You got to move fast. Like, that is not a slow boat situation. Yeah, I don't know how long this movie's supposed to be. I, if anyone I, knows, tweet us. Yeah, my brain, it was less than a week. I don't know if the, the movie ever actually establishes this, but it seems Maybe like two less weeks. than a week. I don't, I really think it's, I think it's more like four days. No, because... Because of all the times he puts off the ransom. Right. So he puts off the ransom for three distinct days. And then they, they the other thing that we know happens that's a passage of time is the meeting with Dana DeVito that leads to the sex tape happening. That's one day. And Judge Reinhold calls on that first day. So that's that's all in one day. And that night is the sex the sex tape that gets made. But then after that, I think it's I, anyway, my brain is less than a week. It's more like four to five days. So I would, if someone knows the answer, please, please help us. But it's, it's ludicrous how much weight she loses is what I was. Yes. At. Uh, Cause I really like all the stuff like Bette Midler can make anything interesting. Yeah. That's just kind of who she is. And she's so, also a very talented physical comedian. And this, this is, what Oh yeah. This is, this is like, Hey, we're going to get like, Here's let's come up with 10 gags for you to do. And she does all the gags. It's, it's yeah. Very... They're like, here's here's a basement full of props. We'll just roll the camera. You. Yeah. You do whatever you want. Exactly. So what I love one point she starts like doing the jazzercise video that's on the TV. Yes. And I was like, I want so much of this. And they gave me the right amount. It was like yeah. the perfect amount of it. What I really like, too, is so she starts to jazzercise and they're doing a sort of high knee run, you know, pick your knees up thing. Mm-hmm. She can't pick her knees up either for exercise inability or the chains that you hear rattling, but she does it for <laughs> 40 seconds and she's immediately tired out and lays, like plops into a chair and is like, ugh. and then later when she starts working out more, you see her form get better and her technique get better and all that. I thought it was, pretty it's a nice arc. Yeah. Uh, it's Joe judge Reinhold calls Danny DeVito because DeVito told the police the wrong time. Yeah. He keeps the- lying to them about when he's supposed to meet the, the ransom. Yeah. And, 
as someone who like does voices and like impressions your body is not the focus when you do an impression so right sometimes you like need to like make your face look really weird to do the specific accent so judge reinhold is doing that but like yes. to sound serious and tough so he's yeah. got this like little kid angry like shoulders <laughs> hunched like fist balled yes, up yes, stance yes. at the payphone so they they, they coordinate a ransom drop DeVito lies to the cops. He goes to the fake ransom drop. He waits a little while. The cops are like, they're not coming. It's been an hour. You should go home. And, and he then he gets, gets mugged. mugged, which is so good. He's like, oh, sure. You want my watch? Here's the briefcase. Take my wallet. And then as he hands the guy the, the handful of stuff, just a thousand guns come flying in. <laughs> it's that scene in Trading Places. It is exactly that scene in Trading Places. Yeah. I will never not giggle at just a thousand secret cops swarming in and pulling guns in a movie. Like, it's a good comedy bit of just like, oh, they were everywhere. They're all, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. I just always want the, like, goofy comedy of, like, a cop comes out of the plant. Like, yes, comes out of the yes. planter with the plant on his head. That's what I want. Out of the trash can. Out of the trash yeah. can, behind a hedge, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. It's just much the same. Like, I will always laugh at the moment in Christmas. The old lady on the bench is also a cop. Yes, yes, yes. I love in Christmas vacation. They come swinging in like just the absurd <laughs> over the topness of this is like why are there every so many- window. There's right. a swat for every window. Right, right. It's just obscenely over the top. So Bet decides to demand fancy things from her kidnappers. I actually felt really bad for uh, her kidnapper here being like, I can't afford this stuff. Why do you think we're ransoming you? <laughs> like, I'm surprised that wasn't like, well, here, here's my card. I have yeah. ca- or like, yeah, well, exactly. then buy it with this cash. Yeah, yeah. So Judge brings her some dinner. We get some very hilarious rape jokes about rape in prison. Yuck, yuck, it's, yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, so funny. Uh, what a hilarious I'm so concept. glad that that joke is like not a th- uh, yeah. as prevalent anymore. Yeah, uh, I do like <laughs> she throws a thing at him. He has a tray with the food. It spills all over him. And he's like, well, you're not eating tonight. And she's like, oh, and I was so, so in love with the uh, kidnapper cuisine that was happening. <laughs> and so we for some reason, Danny DeVito's like, God, I hate this dog. And I'm like, just like lose it. Like <laughs> just open the door and put it outside or drive it anywhere and then open the door and oh no it's in a new neighborhood drive home like yeah there's i don't get why it's yeah this dog is like a thing solvable problem i i it's because he goes through all these contrived ways to get the the dog to die and it's like like he buys another dog it seems like he's just trying to make sure the police don't think he killed the dog but again i guess pets run away that happens yeah it's like it's it's usually a sad situation in this case Mm -hmm. he would be doing backflips by the way, thing I'd like to see in a movie, Danny DeVito Danny doing double, a backflip, doing a backflip. I'm sure that it's not him, but I would like to see. It. Although <laughs> if it's safe to put Danny DeVito into wires and have him actually do the backflips and take do the wires it. out, do it. That's take, what I want. Take the shot. <laughs> so just if you're out there listening, Danny, I would love to see you do a backflip in your next project. Yeah, I want to see like a the funnier die sketch where Danny DeVito plays batman yes michelle pfeiffer plays the penguin and michael keaton plays catwoman just everybody goes one to the left yeah exactly everyone steps one to the left i'm into that for the four or five minute sketch yeah yeah so Uh, carol danny devito's mistress shows up and she's doing the classic laundry under the coat bit oh it's your birthday hey buddy kind of thing mm -hmm. and he's like 
do you have any big dogs? <laughs> she thinks he wants her to have sex with a dog. Yeah. I thought this was pretty funny. It's a little racier than a sitcom joke, but it was the setup yeah. of a sitcom joke. Well, I get the dog thing, I just kept being like, I don't, why? There are a lot of options for you to get rid of a dog that like, yeah. oh, this, like, it ran away. Oh, yep. Th- it's going to hang live with my friend for a while because yeah. I'm too focused on my wife being kidnapped. Like, there's options. Right. Yeah. Or, again, just like, it died. Well, yeah. Uh, we see Judge Reinhold's real job. I really, there's two scenes of him selling speakers, and I really enjoyed both of them. I got. I did, too. Because in the in the first scene, we see this scene where, where he's dealing with an 80s douche in a Ferrari jacket. This guy is... Was he wearing fingerless driving gloves, or did I make that up? He I feels like remember. he would have. He definitely, it, this character definitely would. I don't remember if in the scene that you're talking about, he actually is, but this is such, for, I like to highlight these every time I see them. The, the no small parts. This is, this, oh yeah. Welcome to the no small parts corner of the podcast hosted. I by wish, me. I wish the at award ceremonies, they were like, Hey, this is an award for the, for a bit, for a, a walk on like a one scene role. Yeah. That isn't a famous person. Yeah, I don't honestly. Even if it is a famous person, it's fine. Like it is, there is an art form to taking a very small amount of material and building out a whole world. You can envision the movie that is this. These two characters' day going to buy speakers. Just be, and credit to the the actress here too, who plays the the girlfriend or partner or, or whatever of, of this guy. Yeah, whatever they are. I thought they were romantically linked, but like early in the relationship. But who the hell knows? Hmm. Both of them, like, I... They do a great job. I was like, I can picture them in the car on the way over. And the fight that they had about the fact that he wanted to come along for this, that he doesn't trust her to do it. And then when they, on the ride home, when he got made to feel like a fool and he was shitty about it. Like, they create a whole universe in, like, two minutes. It's delightful. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ferrari uh, and Frankie is like, oh, yeah, I got these great speakers at home. They're nine feet tall and eight feet wide. He doesn't wide. talk like he does not <laughs> talk like he's from the Bronx <laughs> listeners. Look, I have I have only a few years. I like it. I just wanted to let everyone know that he was. They are most appropriately sized for. OK, I, I get okay. it. I liked right. it. How about this one instead? I got. Great big speakers at home. Do you want them to be Jack Balance instead? I got only so many gears. No, it's fine. I just wanted to let the listeners know. He has um, the energy of a guy from the Bronx. He may not be from the Bronx. But actually, he might have that Jack Palance energy. <laughs> if you replace the, the, the teeth sucking with cocaine snorting. Yeah, that's Like true. instead of a... It's a... <laughs> He's got a lot of grease in his hair. Oh yeah, a Ferrari jacket and pockets full of cocaine. Uh, so he Judge just, Reinhold, he clowns on this guy. It's so good. Well, and Judge Reinhold doesn't even mean to. Judge Reinhold oh, is. No, I disagree. This is a very purposeful. I don't think because he doesn't hear him say how much he loves that speaker. He says, "I got these at home," and Judge Reinhold he doesn't proceed. No, Judge Reinhold then comes up to help them. Mm. I I don't think he heard that. Okay, I thought he did. Judge Reinhold is me as a server, which is like, look, I'm going to give it to you straight. We're going to do it this way. And the restaurant wouldn't like if I did it this way, but you will. And that means you're going to tip me better. <laughs> like, I know you said you wanted French fries and the broccoli, but if I ring it in this way, you don't have to pay for that broccoli. So you're welcome. Mm. Hello, big tip. <laughs> so DeVito gets a Doberman. I think it's a Doberman picture here. Rottweiler. Yeah. 
Um, no, I think it I'm is the pincher. It's I the. I shouldn't have said it so confidently. I regretted it. I as think it, was coming it out is. I think it is the Doberman. It's the. It's the. It's not a Rottweiler because Rottweilers are the omen dogs. This is the mean dog from Up. It's a okay. Doberman. And as soon as I saw them, I was like, "These two dogs better fall in love." Oh yeah, you knew that was happening. I thought they were going to be like doing it later. I am shocked there I wasn't a scene of the little dog humping the big dog. Or or vice versa. I just uh, like Well that's funnier the little if, oh, if Devito comes funny. in and he's like sees that his he bought a female dog. Yes, that would be very good. So the blackmail tape arrives, Devito is like They have hey, two beds is... in their bedroom. Yeah. I think they're just like a separate beds couple. He hates her. I don't think yeah. they're having a lot of sex. I know, but it just it always seems like I don't know. It seemed weird. I was like, why would Bet because Bet Midler thinks they're in love. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He does complain about her little snoring, whimpering noises, so maybe it's Oh, weird. yeah. Maybe. So this blackmail tape arrives, and DeVita's like, hey, it's some hot porn. He's, like, so excited about it. But they didn't... So it's... The hit... DeVito's mistress and, and Himbo Pullman sent this tape to him anonymously, but so anonymously that how are they going to... Con- how is... like? Right. Well, there's a, there needs to be a follow-up to... Right. They think the tape is him murdering his wife. Right, And right. so, like, he just gets it in the mail. He'll be like, who... What do I do with this? Right, right. There should be a note that's like, call 555-4144, and it's a payphone near, you know, that they have yeah. staked out at this time. They go, like, wait for the call. So he... But then a fax to this yeah, number. exactly. But he calls Carol, and he's like... This must be you. This is some hot stuff. And he's going on and on. He's like, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to make you scream just like this. And she, of course, thinks it's a murder tape. So she's deeply upset. Yes. And Pullman is just like dirt stupid. She's she's like, oh, we got to go to your house. So they get there and he is wearing the sort of, uh, it's not Tango and Cash, Crockett and Tubbs, the sort of Miami Vice look. He's got like- a That's what old, his Fisher named. Right. That's and But I love that he's like, Crockett and Tubbs are dead. And he's like- Clearly, he has not fed these fish. It doesn't seem like he's been home in days. What did you expect, you idiot? But he has the jacket and really sells the Crockett and Tubbs. The, sle- the sleeves rolled up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just cannot believe she didn't watch the tape before sending yeah, it. it. Like, makes, verify. It makes zero sense. I mean, that I, again, like this is not a movie that you should be ascribing a lot of logic issues with, but that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And so they decide, the kidnappers decide to drop from 500,000 to 50,000. I was like, that's a big drop. <laughs> You're negotiating against yourself in a really aggressive manner. You're bad at this. It needs our dad to get in there and negotiate for him. <laughs> so he says no. Then the cops contact him and are like, we need you to come down to the morgue and make an ID because we think we found your wife. And Did you I- see, when well, they go up to him, he's like eating outside, which is a movie rich person thing of like, yeah. I'm eating on the veranda that overlooks what? my estate. I eat on my porch. No, it's not a porch. Okay. That's what, <laughs> I these thought things... you were just coming for outside No, no, no. Like, Movie rich people is never, it's never a porch. It never it's, feels like it's, it's attached 50, to the house. It's 50 yards from the house minimum. You yes. have okay, to go 100% correct. take okay. a walk. Yes. Someone else is carrying the food on a tray for you because you're a rich a-hole. Someone else is carrying the food for you because it is an enormous distance to walk. <laughs> yes. But... They go up to him outside. In the background, one of the cops is playing tennis on his tennis courts. Yes. Yeah. The cop, the one <laughs> cop who I think might have been in the police academy movies. I'm not certain. He has that Could've been. vibe. 
just becomes best friends with Danny DeVito, basically. It seems like he's almost moved in later in the movie. It's so weird. But the dead body isn't Bette Midler. Well, the first one is a legitimately... <laughs> got yes, me very that. good they pull the sheet back and it's an older black man and he looks up and he's like yeah that's not my wife <laughs> that was a good one i did I, like that i was like that's an airplane joke but i liked it very much yes uh so they i always forget ethel merman was in airplane that's her final film oh is that right i didn't know yeah that. i love that but yeah they pull a they pull a woman out of the cooler and it's not his wife and he bangs his fist in frustration and has to quickly like hide that that's reshuffle the cards yeah yeah so this is the bet gets jacked montage immediately after i almost wish it was set to eye of the tiger it would have been funnier if it had a eye of the tiger ish song i don't know if it needs to be yeah. that specifically uh i will say though the, the ear the ear of the lion like <laughs> yeah, give me yeah. the the dollar store version yeah just give me some like cheesy power ballad but i was also cracking up because all i could think of the whole time was all those commercials in these trying times where it's, you know, people working out with jugs of water. And people <laughs> oh, using no. And I was just like, God, the worst era of, of, of this. Like, not that any part of COVID was good. And it's we it's here awful. at Mustard are yes, here exactly. for you. Yeah, we're here for you. And like, how did I get onto French's mustard listserv? <laughs> But the ads, I just, it it got to be so funny because it'd just be ad after ad after ad that were either shot very hastily, like, by actors in their homes with iPhones. A crooked iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Or B-roll of something else that they just slapped together. But it's just, in these trying times, we're all doing the best we can and be, you know, somebody doing workouts with- Unprecedented. That was the hot word. Yeah, unprecedented times. But it's just like bags of groceries to do, you know, arm lifts and, and you know, bicep <laughs> curls. And I was just like, oh my God, she's doing COVID workouts. I can't, I can't watch this. <laughs> I, because I, she's, because she can't leave her home. Right, right, right. My favorite is her uh, doing jump rope with the the chains that she's bound with. I, I feel that like that should have been the last one because, like, that to me is the most impressive. Yes, to look is. at that, like, you got to do a lot of that's, that's way more than just jump rope. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this is the bet gets jacked montage, and then we cut to it's the police, the bet. Uh, sorry, Bill Pullman and uh, Carol. The actress's name isn't Carol. The character is. Uh, they're like, oh, the mistress. We're, yeah, we're gonna send this to the tape to the chief of police. So they do that anonymously, and then he's watching it, and you can see on his face immediately, oh, it's him in the tape. Yeah, because at first I was like, wait, are we supposed to recognize? Like, was he in this movie before? Right. No, not at all. Well, I mean, he's on the tape, but yeah. Um, and then because of another misunderstanding, he's like. She calls him and she's like, well, you should arrest Danny DeVito. And he's like, why? And she's like, haven't you seen the tape? And so he's like, I'll figure something out. <laughs> so he goes to the house to plant evidence and like tells the officers to like find stuff. And the one officer is like picking up ev- potential evidence with no gloves on. Right, right. He's the, like, one who we- I th- he's the one who I think was in police academy. He seems like yeah. very good at playing a doofus cop. Uh, so they find his chloroform and Polaroids that he had taken of the mistress uh, with him. And they're like, well, like maybe he did do it. And so the police go to Judge yeah. Reinhold because they finally like analyzed the tire print that they pulled and it was his car. And so he's 
this might be some of my favorite act. This mo- scene might be my favorite acting from him in this movie. Yeah. Because it is like, he, he was like turning away from the cops. And so his face can like be terrified. And then he pulls uh-huh. back and it's like, why? Yes, we can go <laughs> upstairs to the office. <laughs> and then as they're questioning him, because they're clearly going to go go in for the kill to be like, oh, you did sure. this. Yeah, definitely. And they, they get the beep. The beeper beep that's like home fast. <laughs> yeah, they, we need Brenda Lee Johnson. Excuse me, home fast. Um, that's Danny DeVito did it, but he doesn't know that first. So he's like, "Do you mind if I go to the bathroom?" And he starts like stomach flu. The stomach flu, and so he's like trying to climb out the window, and the police are like, "Well, we don't have to talk to him anymore because Danny DeVito clearly killed his wife." or whatever (laughs) and so they go to knock on the door and he's like doing exertion sounds as it's called in like video games and animated stuff so they think he's just like pooping his brains out so they're like you're all good buddy it's fine we're gonna leave uh good luck with your poops gotta gotta get out of here bud and then it cuts to them outside and i thought we were gonna pan up and see judge reinhold out the way like we do we do I'm, yeah. I must have been writing a note. Yeah, no, they go outside and Judge Reinhold is dangling out the window like legs, legs of flailing. Uh, we should uh, just quickly mention the the cop. The one cop is uh, Art Evans, who also played a cop in Fright Night. And we talked about a bunch on that show. He also played a cop in Die Hard 2. He played a lot of cops. Over he's, the I thought I was like, he's, he's I was like, I, I'm picturing him as a cop in something else. Yeah, he has uh, BCE big cop energy yes hit that p very hard hit that p but like 80s cop yes he, do- he doesn't fit in with the like gritty bullshit today i need right, like no. wide strokes donut cop yeah exactly guy who, like, a cop who you could see choking on a donut and going like wide-eyed terror at the sound of a gunshot instead of becoming rambo or yes exactly so he tries to call back Danny DeVito to Judge Darnhold does to be like, we're gonna kill your wife. And Danny DeVito's like, no, you're not. You keep saying that and you haven't done it. So you're a I spineless wimp. You. Yeah. I dare you to kill her, I think is what he says. Yeah, I feel like it should there should have been a like fake body part situation. Oh, like a big Lebowski toe? Yeah, exactly. Um so Judge Reinhold's version of like, I'm gonna be a man is like, I'm gonna I'm going to sell these speakers. Yes. I'm going to pitch these speakers that are stupid expensive for no reason. I'm going to pitch the Beats headphones of speakers. Exactly. Exactly. There's this guy who's very much 80s punk aesthetic who's like, I want him loud and fuck you loud. It's like, he, keeps, he keeps dropping the F-bomb for no reason. And, and then Judge Reinhold starts doing it too. <laughs> like You can see him kind of becoming good salesman there. He almost reminds me of, oh, what is his name? Travis and Clueless. Oh, Breckenmeyer? Yeah, he uh, like he looks like Breckenmeyer in Clue, like the yeah. Travis and Clueless aesthetic. Definitely. Almost. I, I totally see that. Judge Reinhold takes him into a, a back speaker room, not in a gross way, but just like a, another showroom. And the speaker he shows them is literally the size of a phone booth. 
Oh yeah, and it pops open like a medicine cabinet. Yeah, he 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 pulls this open. It's got these amazing red lights. He cranks the music, and it's just like you know, rah, it costs as much as a car. He says, I forget what mm-hmm. car. He says he says a Subaru. Yeah, he says it's the same size and costs as much as a Subaru, which I thought was great. I also we've talked about this before, but the first big purchase I remember making in my life, the first like more than a hundred dollars thing I saved up for that. I really remember doing, I'm sure there might've been a toy that got some birthday money and something that I don't remember, but Mm -hmm. it was a big milestone moment for me to get a stereo. It was like important that I got a stereo. Now I have it. (laughs) No, you have my old surround sound. I had a stereo like, uh, Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You have my old surround sound system, which is different. I still have one of those. That's important to me as a movie dork. But I had a music listening stereo for my bedroom, and it was very important that I got this. I was very excited to get it. And I was having this conversation recently with friends about how it's like just hilarious to be watching all this stuff become obsolete. And like, if you showed a stereo to a kid, they'd be like, why would I want this? I have a yeah, phone like- that plays music. Or I have headphones or whatever. I have a Bluetooth speaker. Like, Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was like a big deal purchase. And this is a whole store dedicated to making those purchases. That I just really yeah. my funny bone. Big electronics or yes. discount electronics. Right. Uh, but then he sees that. I think I wanted one more scene of Judge Reinhold at his job. Yeah, rule of three, baby. Because he's, he's clearly a good salesman. Mm-hmm. And like, I wanted to see something that stopped him from being a better salesman. I, I honestly think this is a situation where it's not necessarily that it's that I work at a crappy place and my boss sucks. Like I wanted the part where the boss takes a hunk of his commission money or something. Yes, that would be perfect. Or like there's a, a better, another salesman who always like swoops in and is like, Hey, he's not showing you the good stuff in the yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. So the, yeah, this woman sidles up to the punk and she's very visibly pregnant and Judge Reinhold immediately regrets that he was upselling this kid. And he's like, let me show you something different. It's better. <laughs> and they like, it's walk cheaper. Away. Yeah. So somehow bet has lost 20 pounds again, complete impossible. We don't know how long. Yeah. I, 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 I would bet real dollars. Like I would bet a hundred dollars ish that this movie takes place in under a week. I just, if you have evidence to the contrary, hit, hit me up. I'm not making that bet with you. I'm just saying I would love to know. So she, yeah, she lost 20 pounds in this time and her kidnapper is like, oh, wow, you lost a lot of weight. Good for you. And Bet's like, what? Get me a scale. And then I love that she gets two mirrors and she's bending over and looking at her front in one mirror and her butt in the other. And then just keeps like switching sides with that. It's very good. stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've 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 shown a lot of little hints that uh, the the woman who's kidnapping her is like a fashion designer because she's the one that the spandex shorts were stolen mm-hmm. from. Uh, but we've seen her like sketching, you know, outfits or whatever. And when Beth's like, oh, I've always wanted to wear like a slinky, you know, designer gown. And so she's like, actually, and she puts her in a, one of her gowns and Beth Miller loves it. And I was like, ooh, they better go into like business by the end of this. Right, like, right. I wanted to see that for sure. Yeah. Like, I know it happened, but I wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, It's funny because... <laughs> Clearly, all of the gowns are like the same, like they use the same dress pattern. Yes, for them, they all have these like big, wide collars that look like the the white Power Ranger, yes. like that, like di- that triangle shape with a skirt and puffy sleeves, just in different like collections of fabric. They're the they all have the aesthetic of if you took two uh, isosceles triangles 
and mm-hmm. put the tall tips together and, and then st- stood them up that way. It's it's yeah. very wide shoulders, very narrow waist, very wide again, back down at the ankles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is where Bet learns that Danny DeVito doesn't want to pay the ransom. And I was like, I thought it should have happened earlier because yeah. more of that. And then she says, I've been kidnapped by Kmart. And I just, I love that. Really good. Really good. Also, sometime in the middle of this trying the dress on, talking to the kidnapper thing, Danny DeVito gets arrested. That's like a quick scene that happens there. Oh, yeah. So that now is, they're both crying, which I re- I love the haggling thing leads to both of them mm-hmm. getting upset enough to cry. You can see the bonding happening, like you said, like, oh, these these are going these gals are going into business together. Is that Michael Eisner in the courtroom? I doubt it, but I didn't catch who you're talking about. So after he gets, you know, they post his bail at seven hundred thousand and his lawyer's like, Do you want me to bring it try and bring it down? He's like, Absolutely not, I'll pay it and leave. Showing that he has money, like yeah. he has the funds. On his way out, he's like muttering under his breath, like that bitch or whatever. And a guy says, the judge? And he says, no, my wife. I swear to God, the guy who says the judge is Michael Eisner. I can't find it anywhere, but it, there's no mistaking that face <laughs> I mean, or that it's voice. Not, it's not impossible, but I, I definitely did not. I did not catch this person that you're talking about, or I definitely would have wanted to talk at length about him. So I'm sorry that I missed it. Based on my notes, I'm going to guess it happens like around that hour, hour 10 mark, somewhere okay. between there. It was, it was distributed by Buena Vista, but I don't think it was touchstone, but right. But I don't think Eisner came in to Disney. Was he in Disney that early? I guess he was in Disney that early. I think so. Yeah, he was. Cause he was a, he pushed, he basically heard about universal studios and was like, I'm going to leave and go to Disney and tell them the same thing. Right, right. Yeah, I guess it theoretically could have been. Um, So she let... Uh, the female kidnapper lets Bette Midler go. And finally, this murder guy that they've been, like, teasing throughout the movie is actually part of the movie. It's taken yes. so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a real Chekhov's setup here. Um, So they're packing to leave town because they're like, well, she... They think Bet's going to turn them into the police. The man, the murderer sneaks into their house and then Bet Midler comes back and she's like, hey. And uh, just as quickly as the murderer comes into the movie, he falls down the stairs and dies. Yeah, this is a bonkers series of events that happens. And actually, I guess I, I, I was, I was, I'm ragging on it, but also I'm glad it happened the way it did because it was the perfect setup for what happens later because I genuinely forgot about this character. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's in it so little that I forgot he was a thing. Right, because they they have the sketch of him that sort of a couple pops times. Up. Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought it was some sort of oh, this is the guy who's getting accused of the kidnapping, and then Judge Reinhold gets off scot free because of that. Is what I was yeah. guessing. Um, so Bet came back because the news she found a newspaper that said like Danny DeVito's cheating on Bet Midler, and also she wasn't kidnapped. So they're like, oh, we'll all plan revenge together. Which I'm into. I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Them teaming up is a, is a delight for me. I wanted more of that. Is it possible this man is who you thought was Michael Eisner? It's possible because he's credited as being in the movie. This man's name is John Forker. It's possible. I'll find it and send you a picture. And it's interesting that they keep talking about his money because I was like, I thought Bet was wealthy first. Right. She, the opening she, monologue yeah. implied that like she has money. 
Yeah, late, so I think it's she definitely has more money than he does, but he has launched a successful business because l- later when he's trying to get the money at the bank, they roll through what his asset list is. And it's like, your wife has this, but you can't touch it. But DeVito's got in the ballpark of almost $2 million that he can you know have available. Yeah, cause, because she's still alive, you can't touch that money. Yeah, at one point they're like, you've got $300,000 in your retirement account. Must be nice, buddy. Yeah, it must be cool. He also gets listed as he's like the paper. At this point, the news coverage becomes, oh, this man faked this and is, is actually his wife is not kidnapped, which is weird to me because it's like, OK, then where is she? And what? are the Yeah, she's still not now? here. Right. Are you investigating him for murder? Like, what's what's the situation? Yeah. And then they do a full on radio play. And I could have watched this scene forever. It was perfect. Oh, with the the tofu burger out of the fridge? Yes. Yeah. Because he says, Judge Reinhold's like, oh, I have the perfect plan. Grab the tofu burgers and we're going to do a cookout. And I was like, is it like a celebration? Yeah, that's what I thought was happening too. Because then we see Danny DeVito walk home, like walk into his house. And I was like, are they there? Like, that would be great if they if he walks into his home and Bette Midler's there with the kidnappers, like eating eating a burger. Like, hi, honey. Yeah. But instead, they do a full radio play with with Foley of him of Judge Reinhold being like, like, oh, your wife told us everything, and then they push down on the on the on the on the tofu patty, and it sizzles, and Bette Midler screams, and it's yeah. so great. Yeah, it's very very well done. She she's hamming it up, like really going for it, like you said, very radio play esque. Meanwhile, the Bill Pullman and Carol are like, we got to watch this tape, but neither of us has a VCR. So they go to a store and they play the yeah, porn Yeah, that was so weird. Electronic store. They play porn on like 40 or 50 TVs simultaneously. Well, I don't think they meant to. Obviously, that was going to happen because right. this is a comedy. But I don't think the intention was to do that. No, 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 no. You're right. So DeVito goes, gets the money. Uh, you know, He's like, all right, you know, my wife really was kidnapped. Like, you got to help me. I'm begging for my life here. So he gets a bunch of money. The cops follow him and I didn't know the cops were going to be there. Did we know that? No, I don't think we do. I think that okay. we intentionally uh, obfuscate that. So he's on the phone and judge Reinhold pulls up in a clown mask this time and is like, all right, give me the money points a gun at him. They go mm-hmm. back and forth here a bit. The cops get involved. Then DeVito tries to shoot him. That's kind of funny. And then the part of this that I really, because well, the uh, cops, the cops show up and Reinhold's like, uh-oh, and DeVito pulls a gun and takes the briefcase back. So they call the payphone to be like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I love the like, hey, hey, you're this is not how this is supposed to go. Because he's like, I want my money. You got the guy. And they're like, we don't have your wife. Yeah. So we, play along. Important part here. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pullman, Bill Pullman pulls up, hops out of the car. He points the gun at Judge Reinhold and takes the briefcase. And says, this was I'm robbing the, you. This was this scene was the perfect length and placement of this kind of stupid. Yes, like, exactly. It's just like the perfect little sea salt on your caramel. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he starts to walk away with the briefcase and the cops shoot at him because Judge Reinhold's like, there's cops everywhere. What are you doing? So they shoot at him. He's like, did you shoot me? And he goes, no, that was the police. And <laughs> and then and then as though he's solving the mystery, Bill Pullman goes, if you shot me, 
where's your gun? And he's like, yeah, no, I said I don't have one because I didn't shoot you. Yeah, yeah. And so the police are like, he's, like, he's so dumb, should we just shoot him? Yeah, exactly. Can we? Should we just put him out of his misery? So Judge Reinhold gets the money, but the cops are like on a bullhorn, like, give the clown the money and you walk away, which I thought was really good. <laughs> So he's running away, and there's a hundred cop cars basically in a line. It's like the longest funeral procession you've ever seen. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to think what movie we did that has like a police escort of this caliber. It's basically a, a, a train of cars that they have formed. It's that big. Yes. Um, and so he's like driving. He, it seems like he's not driving home because he knows the police are following him, and they can like listen to his walkie-talkie mm. somehow. Um. And he drives right off the pier. Really cool looking car stunt. Car gets launched. Yeah, it's great. And then people are like, oh, the current. Oh, there's sharks. Oh, it's cold. I c- he's he's dead. Yeah. And then three seconds later, they see all the money float to the surface. And they're like, Geronimo! Everybody in! We gotta get that cash! <laughs> Cannonball! Delightful. So uh, And then all- Danny DeVito throws a cop in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really good. Stop them, push. <laughs> and so they fish out. We see what looks like Judge Reinhold's body in that, like, harness thing. The yeah. helicopter safety harness, like, floaty harness. And I was like, oh, is he dead? Like, I hope that's not how this movie ends. Yeah, I, thought, I was like, that doesn't, that, that does not line up with the tone of the rest of this movie. No. And then they pull the mask off, and it's the serial killer guy. And I was yeah. like... Oh right, he's in this movie. This is the best twist. Yeah, yeah. It was a really, really good bait and switch. And there's kind of like two ways you can do a movie with a plan. One is you have the character sort of tell you the whole plan and then you just see it in montage. And the other is to just like kind of let it happen and the audience doesn't know. And that can backfire, but here it's like really exactly how you want this. I like when they do the plan and then afterwards explain a little bit of logistics yeah, yeah and then we see some flashbacks of like yes putting the throwing the body in the wall like exactly. i wanted a little bit of that i think i loved the third act the most so i wanted more third act energy so i was like I want, give me a little more my hunch is they had the the dead guy in the trunk mm, and he that like, could make sense the trunk and got away because because it's revealed very shortly that judge reinhold has a whole scuba gear set up mm-hmm with the actual brief, with a full briefcase, and then Bette Midler strolls in like she was in like her production of Hello Dolly when she's like, "I'm coming back on stage, and y'all gonna clap for me." <laughs> the cops see her and are like, "Oh, Mrs. Danny DeVito, so good to see you, Kathy <laughs> and Mrs. DeVito." <laughs> and so she identifies the kill the killer as, "Oh, that's the guy who kidnapped me. He did it alone. Great. I'm gonna talk to my husband now." Yeah, and. Because she had been so strong and like monta like workout montagey, I thought we were gonna get a wire lift where she lifts Devito oh, and just like tosses him like caber tosses him into the ocean. Yeah, would've we still get a nice quiet like silent fight behind the cops, which was yeah. nice. But I would have liked a a cable toss. They do it pro wrestling style where it's like you fight, fight, fight. You get to the edge. Somebody does like an aloha, and then you kick him over the thing. Mm-hmm. I also really like, as she's kicking his ass, the cops are like, man, you know, this is a hard job, but every once in a while, you know, it's just, there's days that make it worth it, you know? Like, a day like this really makes it... Like, I hope my relationship's as strong as theirs in 15 years. Yeah, yeah. 
So he surfaces, Judge Reinhold surfaces, his lady's waiting for him. They got a big bag of cash and it's this joyous frolic. And then, oh, there's Bette Midler and she's running into frolic too. Frolic and I loved it, but I was like, I wanted, I wanted this movie to end with Bette Midler walking in her fashion show. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that would be fun, but I think there's something to be said of like, all right, we all get the point. Let's get the hell out of here. So I do. I yeah, do like, like I said, I know it happened. Like right. clearly that's where this movie is going, but it would have been nice if instead of Judge Reinhold or like right after Judge Reinhold, like Judge Reinhold comes out of the water, they hug, they kiss, wipe to the fashion show right? and just show like, and then the fashion show can be the credits. Yeah. Like if they can go over this, fa- like a whatever fashion show. Yeah. Because you made all the dresses. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Or like, you know, the spinning newspaper, like investor or whatever kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but I, I, I do like this. I think I like this movie a lot more than you, it sounds like. I liked it. I just thought it was a little too long because okay. it felt, I think because it was so sitcom-y, my yeah. brain is like, it, that this is 22 minutes or 44 minutes. Yeah. That is how long this is. Yeah, I uh, I had to you know peel, peel back the curtain here a little bit. I, I had to stop in the middle to, uh, to for making dinner reasons so i i kind of got this in two bites and maybe that's why it didn't bother me as much that it was kind of that probably would help me yeah but i i like i liked it bet midler does a great performance david like everyone in this is great and like doing their best um that sounded shady (laughs) they are doing a great job in this movie it's their best work um and i just like it's solid it's just i found it a little long but maybe if i broke it up like you that would have been yeah I, I I think this is definitely worth recommending. It's unfortunately not streaming anywhere. You got to rent it right now. But it's, it's I so I think if you are not in America, it might be on Disney Plus. Oh, interesting. Because there's, when I there's googled, a, there's a lot more content on their overseas thing that is like some add-on kind of. It's like, like stars. Can, it's called I think yes, it's called yeah. stars or something. Yeah, yeah. But because when I googled watch ruthless people. It said there was a the second link was like Disney Plus Ruthless People. It was like the description. And I was like, mm. oh, that makes sense. Touchstone. You're right. But right. then I clicked it. And it was like, no, you can't watch this. Yeah. It, th- th- Just this put is... Touchstone on Hulu, Disney. Right. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Give it's me like, the Touchstone collection. You own it. Stop this madness. Uh, but yeah, I, I this is a solid recommend for me. I think this is an underseen comedy of the era, at least by me. For like, sure. I, I don't remember this playing on Comedy Central a lot. I don't remember this playing on HBO, which, you know played a lot of stuff ad nauseum so for whatever reason this one wasn't out there that way and so i this is my first time ever seeing it and i i found it super super funny and i i definitely think like yeah there's like the prison rape jokes thing but like that's a pretty minor thing in terms of evaluating a movie really yeah it's like most of the jokes hold up the jokes are based on the situation rather than the world at large and so they Mm -hmm. they they hold up well because it's based on the the story being told really solid movie like i I love a good heist so this is kind of like a heist it's like it's it's heist it's definitely in the heist adjacent yeah danny devito top of his game bet miller top of his game i feel like i'm just repeating you a little bit but super super entertaining this is a a really great and honestly if you fast forward through the credit sequence which you shouldn't because it's pretty entertaining but it's like three or four minutes long this is a tight night basically yeah so uh really really quick easy watch super recommend if you've never seen it before i think this is a solid solid 80s comedy and like i said like (laughs) so many 80s comedies don't hold up 
to modern standards, which is fine. They don't need to do that. Yeah. You can still find them entertaining. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't have, there's no part of you that has to be like, oh, I just have to kind of pretend this isn't happening. It's like, no, mm-hmm. it's all it's all good jokes. It's really good writing. It's like, of course it is. It's the Zucker Brothers, which we didn't touch on earlier in this, but we should have. They're, they're some of the big comedy names. They made Facebook, right? <laughs> yes, they made Facebook. That's, that's, that's who it is. Uh, no, they made Airplane. So Zucker, Abrams, and Zucker, uh, Airplane, Naked Gun, uh, some of the scary movies. I think, I can't remember. There there was some, like, split Did they anger. do the um, the one with Emilio Estevez and Whoopi Goldberg and Tim Tim Curry? Um, I don't know Loaded Weapon. they did Loaded Weapon. I know they did Top Secret, which is a similar goofy spoof that's an 80s movie that we should do sometime. And Jerry Zucker uh, directed Ghost, so he was also on the show. Really? Mm-hmm. So big, big talent in uh, the the Zucker Abrams and Zucker trio. Uh, I don't know why my brain couldn't find that word. <laughs> anyway, really solid, very funny movie. Uh, recommend on both sides. A little stronger for me. So if you've got the ability to seek it out, I would do that um, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching the show. We will be back to hang out with you again in two weeks on the twelfth of July, where. A man who's on this podcast annually is making an early appearance. Don't worry, he'll be here again. Uh, Tom Hanks. Look, things things are being released, and we have yes. to accommodate. There is inexplicably a Turner and Hooch program coming to Disney Plus, so there is very explicably going to be a Turner and Hooch episode of this podcast, uh, starring Josh Peck. Josh Peck, that's right. They Josh scooped him up from there. He a Nick kid becoming a Disney adult. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a teaser for it that I saw on YouTube where they just put a GoPro on the dog and had it run around the set and all the actors that's like, fun greet this dog very warmly. It's fine. It's very cute. But I was like, what are we doing here? It's all these actors pretending to be very excited that the dog is walking up to them like, oh, hey, he's a good boy kind of stuff. And then it's like Turner and Hooch coming July 12th. I was like. Any footage of the show would have been good to include. Like a joke. They haven't done it yet. A joke would have been a good They're dropping. They're still filming, baby. <laughs> like you don't have one joke you can show me. A joke? Nope. We just have people going, who's a good boy? Like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Uh, anyway, July 12th, Turner and Hooch, right here on this podcast feed. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.